One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, uh. where we do daily wrestling <laughs> podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. We've done my AW Collision pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw. What do you make of the show? Christmas Day again. Hasn't been Christmas Day since Friday. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long old wait for another December 25th. I don't know, Saturday night was felt pretty close to Christmas as well. NXT deadline, we'll talk about that later on the NXT preview, by the way. Indeed. Uh, this show, like, me and Sidgwick reviewed SmackDown yesterday. And oh, it you was, lucky bastards. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, I didn't mind it at all, to yeah, be honest. Not a lot of action, but huge developments. Oh, my God. And I would sort of classify this Raw as the same, actually. Like, not a lot of massive takeaway action, but some absolutely enormous developments, because... Like, that's all CM Punk is at the moment, and it's just amazing. Like, it just feels absolutely fantastic that there's all of these huge things that are happening right now in terms of our Rumble and lots of other stuff we discussed, and yet the possibilities still feel endless. Mm. Like, I refuse to leave the wave of optimism behind because ultimately this might happen. It's CM Punk. I'm not naive, but I just, I don't know, I'm just overcome with joy Every time there's another backstage segment where he's facing off with somebody else, it's like, yep, I want that, nice I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. You're giving me different versions of that. genuinely nice moments as well interspersed on this show. The, well, the Kofi one yeah. was lovely. The Kofi one was as lovely as the Kevin Owens was. Terrifying. Yeah. You know, like, and all of them have value. Every single, he was in that clubhouse. Like, CM Punk is visiting the clubhouse. I know, so do you understand my love of that sentence? I know, let alone I know, the scene playing I know, out. I know. It was, I, like, the big stuff on here was enormous, massive, huge for 2024. Uh, the rest was raw, winding down for the year. Full disclosure, I've so much got into your thing now that I've written in today's show notes. Our truth kicked out the judgment day? Heartbreaking to see it happen. <laughs> what do you think, Sidge? Uh, in general, the CM Punk and WWE thing, like, it all depends on your threshold for Philip Brooks, how much you can be arsed with him. Mm. Mm. I really waver on that. Sometimes he's electrifying. When he isn't, I'm like, it's not worth having everything centered around him. Mm-hmm. He's all over the show, you know, as he probably should be. I do enjoy as well how it's... Uh, I can get a bit conspiratorial with my takes. So with that caveat... Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems very notable to me that they are very much... Does it feel like a flex to anyone else, this Punk and Aid in WWE run, where it's like, oh, here's all the people that he hates. 
or who hate him. Literally the first thing I thought of the Owens one, especially. Interacting on screen. Uh, we know how to do business here. Yeah, yeah. we know how to do business here. Tony yeah. Khan. Tony, Tony Khan. <laughs> Couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so that feels notable. And as well, wasn't the take that, you know, the irony about, it was Dave Meltzer, and I kind of believe them, um, equated punk to WCW Bill Watts 1992 of he doesn't realize how things have changed. He doesn't realize that you can't do the bury the promotion thing mm. in 2022 when AW was still proper babyface. Like that doesn't like you don't realize that the dynamics mm. have changed. Was that am I reaching, bro? Or was the CM Punk Kofi Kingston thing a slight little nod and wink to the idea of off? Oh, CM Punk's out of touch and doesn't know what's going on. It was a really nice detail, that was. Yeah, beyond just the gag and the weird reference that only a handful of people will get based on the reaction to the Jungle Boy remark, let alone some of the other stuff Punk said. Uh, yeah, the idea that, like, when Punk left, so January 2014, like, the New Day didn't exist. No. Then? So, like, there is in, there are enough things where, like, there are connections to the past, but there are also so many differences. Old man Brooks doesn't know what's going it's, on. It's, it's smart to use good things to illustrate the changes because, in reality, the real changes are about, what, like, 18 months old? Mm. Like, let's not pretend that what went on 2014 yeah. through 2022 was that great, mm. but find those little wins where you can and then have, like, like the WWE being the babyface thing, like, I know we're going to jump ahead, but these punk reviews tend to go that way. They handled that, I thought, to perfection in the way that, like, Seth Rollins... So oh, unashamedly stuck up for it. Mm. You could not have pulled that off in the Vince era. You could not have had a babyface go out there and talk like that and I, I have it have any credibility matched up against anyone. You had it with Rome. I mean, it's slightly different because it was that version of Rome. But you had Roman try against Brock. Cena was booed for the better part of twenty yeah. years for having, if not for saying it out loud, for wearing it everywhere he went. You know, yeah. like it's. I think he there is a there is a change that has taken place. And WWE will tell you it's in the way that Guffy Kingston plays a different character now. And the reality is because the old pervert resigned in disgrace. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> the change, fundamentally. Uh, let's get into this show then, because it opened with uh, Jey Uso versus Drew McIntyre. Jay comes out, welcomes us to Mandanarrow. Uh, he says he's got Yeet back, because yeah. I thought Raw was the place. Well, Yeet's out, no name. Classic, that one, it, from WrestleCult. Right, I've already seen that. So this is your first time yeah. being exposed to And that. last. Well, Christmas party on Thursday. Just say. We've been in trouble at that karaoke place before. I hope the dude who uh, trademarked that got himself paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, crowd are loving that, of course. Uh, he's excited about that. He's excited about CM Punk being in the building. Uh, tonight, he says he's going to decide whether or not he wants to sign with Raw. He'd be a real one if he does, but we lost a real one last week. Tells uh, Sammy Zayn to get well. Drew did this, um, and as a result, he's about to get got. This brings uh, out Drew, uh, who says, uh, that's enough, Irish Kesson. Um, please, Postman Pierce, don't have Punk sign with Raw, basically. Let that SmackDown have him. We don't want Punk in our locker room. He'll destroy this place from the inside out. Um, and the crowd obviously are not happy with this. And he's like, well, you don't personally know him. Uh, I know him. I know what he's actually like. And I know how this story ends. Turns his attention to Jay. Um, and obviously what happened at the end of last week's show. He says, uh, Seth got what he deserved. Uh, maybe Sammy didn't. Um, maybe I do have a little bit to do with him being stuck at home. He's got, I think, a torn meniscus. I think commentary said something along those lines. Um, but Sammy ran his mouth, crossed the line when he talked about my family. 
but I am sorry. And he says, CJ, that's called an apology, uh, something you seemingly are incapable of. And the crowd is still booing him. He's like, boo me like I'm along, fine. Uh, he says, Cleveland, imagine if someone hurt a family member of yours, you, your parents. Would you want revenge? Uh, imagine if they never apologized. Who, by a show of hands, would want to take revenge? And some people put their hands up, but they mainly just hate Drew, obviously. He says, the tooth will set you free. Uh, Austin's in the crowd. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Drew mocks Jay's yeet and the, the hand movements. He says, do you think everything's just forgiven? Jay's like, you can't dance. Um, and who wants to see Drew McIntyre catch a yeet down? Everyone yells yeet and we get into the match. I wasn't terribly excited about this match in previewing it based on the pretty weak one they'd had before Survivor Series. And this promo didn't do much for that, if I'm honest. This sort of feels a little bit played out between these two. But I did like Drew McIntyre ultimately being echoed later on in the show by ostensible top babyface Seth Rollins. It's really good ammo for this Drew McIntyre character to be setting his stall out now regarding CM Punk because I don't know how long CM Punk will remain a babyface. I don't know how long the uh, insincerity will be played for this character before they just switch him heel and then he does something entirely different. But Drew McIntyre taking some big dub when CM Punk does something awful and he gets like one of the biggest I told you so's you yeah. know, of his of his run. And it's kind of it's rooted in that I told you so attitude that he's got. Yeah. And then having to enact these like ultimately like heel moves rooted in what he believes is right. I think, you know, why not throw that into the punk stuff? So I really, really like that. But this like he is kind of taken every measure of revenge and him and Jay's done now. Mm, yeah. Move on from this after this week. And we're going to, by the looks Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, I'll give you my thoughts on this when you go through the match because my thoughts about the two are linked. Okay, uh, yeah, early on, uh, Jay clobbers uh, Drew to the chance of yeet. Uh, he gets, Drew gets knocked to the floor. We take a break. We come back. Jay's in trouble. Um, Jay eventually gets knocked to the outside. Drew tries a claymore, but Jay moves, so Drew just lands on the announce table. Uh, so Jay enters the ring, hits the rope, suicide dives to Drew to take us to another break. Uh, during that break, I believe, uh, McIntyre slingshotted Jay into the steel frame under the ring, which always looks like it absolutely sucks. Uh, Jay comes back, though, strikes, Samoan drop, gets a two count. Um, but McIntyre dodges the running hip attack, hits a neck breaker, goes for another claymore, but Jay nails him with two super kicks, goes up top for the Uso splash, but McIntyre gets his knees up and it's a future shock DDT, but he can only get a two count this time off the back of that. Obviously, he's the match. That was the, the, the thing that won in the match before Survivor Series. Uh, McIntyre takes off on the turnbuckle pads, uh, goes for another claymore, but Jay hits a spear out of nowhere for a near fall. The ref then realizes that Turnbuckle's got no pad on it, so he turns his attention to that. And Drew McIntyre just buries his thumb in Jey Uso's eye. The ref doesn't see it, and uh, Jay's blinded. McIntyre nails him with a claymore and gets the one, two, three, Sidge. Right, I'm so... I mean, it's a 2002, because I feel like I'm going to bury a show opening promo. <laughs> I, the format of these shows is such content form filler like intelligence insulting content form filler and sometimes I accept it I mean it's been 20 odd years I should be resigned to this but my god so you have uh, this is the second match they've had on television for mm -hmm. a start that in itself is probably like an issue especially when the first one wasn't very good so I feel uninspired when I see them come out they once again reiterate through exposition the reason why they are about to have their second fight in like a month the first one wasn't that good, so I'm already like, ah, oh, this is a bit insipid. 
So they do this program, this promo, back and forth. I know all of the information. It feels so tired, as Hamflip rightfully points out. And then, right, okay, well, like, how much can it possibly mean to these characters? Drew particularly, about, I want to get revenge for my life being ruined. I'm going to do some jokes, interact with the crowd, mention CM Punk, because he's on the show later. Like, he's being, he's doing the role of a commentator, that you should be wanting to kill him. Urgently and viciously. So when they eventually do this promo, which is an advert for the rest of the show, so it instantly doesn't feel like this really heated feud, um, it's the bit where it does focus on their history together. And now, I know it already. I watched the program. They eventually start wrestling break. It's a sake. <laughs> so I got my uh, uh, Discovery app. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Start watching the match. It's all right. And then another break. It's just like, honestly, it just eats up half an hour. The easiest content ever. Eats up half an hour. And then when they wrestle the match, it's a bit, I don't know. It's all right. It's fine. It's good. It's not great. And then the timing on that missed Claymore into the announce table. Am I the only one who thought it looked stupid? It didn't look that good. It looked like he had... This... Uh, you know, what was he <laughs> called again? What was his name? Uh, Superhuman. Super, something Super like Human that. or something. Super Human, yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> Claymore into the table and James was like standing like by the Titantron. You might, might as well be. You know what I mean? It looks crap. And you know, I don't want to be... I'm not... <laughs> no! U- yeah, no! And I'm not usually... I know, quite pedantic. But like, I've got a bit of latitude towards the in-ring. But that just looked mm. too stupid even for me. On the subject of too stupid, right? It's a bit. And I don't know if it's good heel work, because I just went, ugh. Right. Or if he's just trying to be really cool. There's a bit. Did you see smouldering Drew McIntyre? Yeah. There's a bit where it's smouldering Drew McIntyre when he's standing in the middle of the ring, facing the hard hard camera. I think uh, Jay Uso's like by the ropes at this point. Drew. If I had enough hair, I would do it. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to look like that. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, is he trying to, you know, stand on some talent for after the show? Like, what are you doing that for? It, is he trying to be, like, intense and serious, but you thought, that could be sexy. I, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he dialed up the wacky to get over as a baby face, didn't he? So he's now thinking, I'll have a bit more of that. Yeah. Like, I'll take some of that, like, leaning on the ropes. That was a bit of that in his entrance as well. He was, like, trying to fold the patter back into this new character, and I don't think you necessarily need, you don't need... All of it, Drew. That's absolutely fine. I uh, I don't mind. So Jey Uso is going to be out. Yes. After this, Sami Zayn is going to be out. There's probably another babyface Drew can shelve. They, this is possibly in service of a Royal Rumble spot where the three babyfaces are drawn near each other. And Drew's like, oh, no, you guys. Mm-hmm. And then they all throw him out and he claims injustice about how he would have won the Royal Rumble had it not been for everybody needed a gang up on him. And then, because we were saying yesterday, as good as this character is, I, what's the WrestleMania match? Like yeah, he feels like a like he could. His contract runs out before then, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know, and that might be part of it. Yeah, like there's always that odd person out, and it's always really sad as well when somebody for whatever reason just falls through the cracks around WrestleMania season. There's never, but, to be fair, there's never that many over people. True, yeah. who you can't get on the card. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that's true. I'm thinking of like you know LA Knight last year and Bailey at 37, and it's like, yeah, oh God, how's this happened? Ziggler for like 40 years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like. Aye. Uh, but yeah, 
that at least will presumably set up something where the injustice of how he's eliminated by all these returning people coming back from injury. My family going to finally see me win the big one. You answer the giant memorial battle trophy on SmackDown before oh God. Yeah. Uh, we get a recap of uh, <laughs> loving, He's loving me in Scottish today, isn't he? I love it, oh my god <laughs> That's good banter that. Hey, what do you think? Oh, you Fine match, wasn't it? Yeah Speaking of banter Go on Do you know we've got a new nickname for uh, Randy Orton? No RPO Why? Randy Patter Orton Because <laughs> he's just I he's love the best, him. Isn't he? I love him I love What's him What's going on? Doing things to me uh, Yeah Yeah uh, and we got, speaking of SmackDown, actually. It's like an olive. <laughs> if you could build an olive from the ground up. It looked like Randy Orton. You know when you like, you just, you go through life and you're like, olives. Not sure about them. I'm still there, brother. I've tried, I've tried. Because you're an absolute philistine. But to uh, grown-ups, yes. you know when you have olives and you're like, don't like these. And then like you go to you know, you're some fancy restaurants and they've got the olives. And you go. Hmm. And then you realize, oh, olives are goaded. Yeah. Olives are patter. Olives are bad. They had olives in the past. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't. No. But now they do. Yeah, yeah. it's like the like one of the oldest foods. <laughs> got, got olives in the present. Anyway, Randy Orton's an olive and yes. his RPO. I like that. Yeah, they did a recap of Punk's promo on SmackDown. <laughs> Randy Butter Olive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, including the line about uh, not being able to trust someone who randomly punches people backstage. Yeah, uh, and then we got a great video. The promo. editing on that video. Yeah. A great video from uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, talking about watching Cody Rhodes, talking about finishing his story for, for weeks and weeks. He's no closer to doing it. Uh, he's a dog chasing a car. As great as great as he is, it's not enough. Uh, his lack of respect is going to be his weakness. He strived the admiration of others. Nakamura's managed to free himself of that burden long ago. Uh, he's going to paint his own story, bring Rhodes' story to an end. He's the real nightmare. Always remember, you asked for this. I like this again. Nakamura was up late with Kyle O'Reilly last night because this was brilliant. And unfortunately, it foreshadowed that... I mean, we knew this anyway, but it like kind of foreshadowed for me that we weren't getting a finish. It wasn't just that Cody was going to win. Nakamura was going <laughs> to get The fact that it was a WWE TV match means it was not going to get a finish. Well, because like, I was thinking of the Seth one. Seth beat him clean. And then they looked at the rematch and thought, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, like, yeah they, do, they, they do that. Yeah, well, they, like, do, they do be I doing thought that. Cody was going to beat him. And then somehow Nakamura was... Like, just going to get his rematch somehow. But this was so good, this video package, way better than the match, that I just thought, yeah, we're not. We're only, not going to finish tonight. Only Cody could have his own, I don't know, red, white, and blue mist. Just an idea. Someone came up with that, I heard. I want to see it. Pretty clever came up with <laughs> Three spooters. Totally possible. One nostril. Yep. Red, white, and blue. But surely the trajectory. Huh? So you're not, you're not just in like, the mouth. It was just yeah. a little bit of pink. <laughs> Base layer. <laughs> So America, base layer. Sure, <laughs> just miss them. Right, stay there. Like they're not going to sell it. Right, wait there. Hold them still. <laughs> so I've got to do the stars. And God bless the United States. Oh God, I put one in my ear by mistake. Right, uh, we're in the back. Um, who's there? You've got uh, Finn Balor. You've got uh, Damian Priest, Jamie McDonough. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Dirty Dom, and of course, collectively, they're in the. F- Judgment Day, and you see, um, and uh, yeah, they're sort of catching up on what happened last week. Basically, Finn says, I "Love, I don't have a WhatsApp." Yeah, there's no uh, signal. Save it for the clubhouse. No signal in the clubhouse. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and Finn says, look, me and Rhea aren't there for one week and everything's fallen apart, basically. Dom and JD got their heads kicked in by the Creed brothers. Dom lost his North American title. We'll talk again uh, about that on the NXT preview later. Um, Damian Priest said, uh, yeah, it sucked that Dom lost his title. It also sh- sucks not showing up. Real Ripley. And, uh, and he says, don't worry. Me and, uh, me and Finn are going to take care of the Creed's. And Ripley says, I hear you calling yourself a leader, but that's a lot easier than actually being a leader. And she yells in his face. She says, he's tired of the disrespect. Uh, and she's going to make an example out of Maxine Dupree. <laughs> and she sure did. Oh, boy. <laughs> so does that confirm Damien Priest is the leader forever then? <laughs> that... Yeah. Um, and it was so weird to switch from the like dark, dingy club hats to like, well, hey, all the bright colors of the Alpha Academy. <laughs> so you could say they were... Huh? I don't know. There's too many gimmicks. Now you have to narrow this one down, brother. Switching gears. Oh, switching gears. Yes, yeah, sorry. There's too many. I'm like buttons, uh, voices. Mr. Buttons. <laughs> Dr. Buttons. Uh, so, yeah, Alpha Academy there. What's your PhD in? And God bless. No, <laughs> That's why you're not Dr. Buttons. What's your PhD in? Don't just sing me again. Correct. Creed's are there as well, hyping up Maxine Dupree for a match. Ivy says, I'll be at ringside just in case. Uh, and then R-Truth shows up with Christmas decorations to decorate the uh, the clubhouse. Actually, with decorations, I should say, for, to decorate the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chad's like, um, b- b- be careful with the Judgment Day, because you're not actually in the group. And R-Truth's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I am really, in the laughing? I'm just misunderstood. I'm and then he wished them a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving trees and Christmas. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. I'm as sad as you that it all got paid off this week. I'm I, thought, I thought that a few more weeks in it myself, but could have had Christmas dinner. I could have all that. Was New it, Year's yeah. party. A lot of festivities <gasps> to get through. It's just like there is a way to write dumb people. Like classic Simpsons, right? The, the, the best thing about it's like who's thicker? Is it Homer? Is it Wiggum? Like the bulls, like yeah. the, one of the best gags in The Simpsons, right? Ever is when the spoofing, the shining, it's the shinning, and Marge frantically is like sort of calling for help on the thing. Mm-hmm. He goes, my, "My husband's on a murderous rampage." Over now, Wiggum goes, "Oh God, thank God, that's <laughs> it." It's just you can write them so well. He thinks it's Halloween or whatever. <laughs> it's absolutely appalling. I remember when he got the ladder out in the room and reached for the briefcase and it wasn't there. That was pretty good. Well, you shouldn't be allowed to wrestle then. Have you speaking of classic Simpsons? Have you seen that viral? They could have had a b- really bad head injury. You seen modern Simpsons going around? No. Are you, I sort of recommend you watch it. It's like it's been shared a lot. Yeah, this is just Julie Kavanagh's just old. Julie Kavanagh's getting on, and like it just she just sounds a bit tired <laughs> as Marge basically, and just, and it's not her fault. But you're watching this unfunny Simpsons clip, and none of the voices sound quite right. Like I watched it and just assumed that somebody's made some AI. There's been a lot of Homer Simpson AI. Mm. It's just really sad. Just really Old tired, sick of working with cartoons. Yeah. Uh, right, let's talk about this Rhea Ripley Maxine Dupree match. Went two minutes and five seconds. It was staggeringly bad. Uh, it should be impossible for it to be this bad. I mean, the, the, she's worked what? They said six pro matches yep, before this. That's a shoot as well. The, the, yeah, the premise was. I and I didn't miss that All Japan women's run. <laughs> Maxine ducks a few right hands, slaps Rhea, who fires up, goes to hit her with Riptide. Maxine. Ran at her. That pisses her off even more. I think you're telling the story. No, that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. This is what it's meant to oh, happen. Okay, okay. Uh, big boot, riptide, uh, prism trap. That's the move list that sort of happened. It was just incredibly sloppy. So awkward. Um, 
And I don't think Maxine was deliberately sandbagging her. It's just like you say, inexperienced. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing, so yeah. she probably shouldn't be on TV. Yeah, that's the thing about the six matches. That's not like, yeah, to say, I mean, despite the fact she has got the Ocean Cyclone suplex and a locker, there isn't a Japan run <laughs> yes. kicking around the background. There's no house show matches. There's no Largo leap. There's no, that's the thing. It's like mm. everything she's done, we've seen. That's that's not on. Mm. <laughs> like, that shouldn't that shouldn't be. Um. Yeah, so not not great, but um, post-match, Ripley won't let go of the submission, so Ivy Nile hits the ring and they have a little stare down and Ripley shows off the belt. I just I don't really get many of these anymore. Yeah. I'm in this sort of... The post-Suzuki era, I love writing post and saying post. This is the post-Suzuki or the Suzuki era of, yeah, you go to the performance center, you become a hybrid worker, you can fly, you can strike, you can throw, you can do whatever. Do it all. Everyone does it all. It's great. You don't really get. You can only get bland and solid as your base level now. Ninety nine percent of the time, the one percent of the time, you get something like this. And I just, you know what? I like to. I subscribe very much to the idea that you can go pretty dark, pretty yeah. Uh, what the kids say, savage. Mm. That's what the kids say. When you're punching up, you can't punch down a Maxine Dupree. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, it was a bit of a. I mean, Triple H. Should be tried for war crimes for putting her in that ring. It's his fault. Everything's his fault. Right. Well, to know what wrestling would look like without Triple H. Oh, what if he just decided to do something else? I yeah. can't imagine. Oh, It'd be absolutely goaded. Oh, absolutely not. Worst, worst scenario ever. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, then unless you're You know what I'm going to do? Over. You know what I'm going to do? Go on. I'm going to strap you to a chair. Okay. I'm going to, like, sellotape your eyelids open. Okay. And then, on 1.0 speed, normal, yeah? I do it. I'm going to make you watch Triple H versus Shawn Michaels from Bad Blood 2004. <laughs> and then you tell me, you tell me with a straight face, without doing one of your gimmicks, that wrestling will be better off with Triple H in it than without. Sit tell there, me, sit me. there, Dr. Buttons. I mean, he is cooking, so. SmackDown's goaded. Raw's goaded. NXT, oh, super goaded. So... So it's like the bit where uh, Homer goes to goes and they're like, "Don't like donuts, do you? I want to feed you all the donuts you want." And he's like, oh, "Loves it." You know that thing about like how if you appreciate the situation in the present, everything had to happen the way it did for us to get where we got. I am currently at the point where I have lived through the ruthless aggression, Triple H title reign of terror, and lived to tell the tale. And the tale I'm telling right now is RWE Raw was good again. So I'm sort of thinking, well. If I had to change that, it's a butterfly effect, isn't it? If yeah. I had to change something from 2003, we might not get where we're at now. Good point. So, like, if I could go then back again, there's WrestleMania 19, which is the worst thing that ever happened in wrestling. <laughs> if I could go so back. So I really don't know. <laughs> he really pushes like, that. Just in, in terms of the way you can change history on a trivial level, yeah. obviously I would do more things than ruin Triple H. It would change the tra- trajectory of Triple H's life. I, if, I had, if I could only change wrestling, right, I would... If I've got magical powers, which I do, because I can go back in time, mm-hmm. right? I would also invent like this, like an, an ability drug. You can just inject Triple H, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of that. Shut up, man. Acting. Uh, right, okay, go to Hollywood. What was his dog line? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, dick face. You might see my dog. So I would, uh, I would object him with some <laughs> acting ability and just take, just to see what it would look like. Yeah, the whole thing changes, and we wouldn't get this. Like, what would we be doing then? What was the boss criminal film as well? Chaperone. Oh, no. Chaperone. It was yeah. a chaperone where he's on the cover. 
No, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Look at the situation I got myself into. Do you get it? I'm hard as nails. I got a little daughter. I'm a convict, but that's a school bus. <laughs> How are we gonna make it work? <laughs> Did, didn't he? Didn't he work with Thingy though on that? Isn't Thingy also in the chaperone? Chaperone. If anything, I need the chaperone. <laughs> I'm not qualified for this job. What was it? Who was? Uh, WF sucked. He didn't suck no more. That oh, him, yeah. Uh, uh, Rappaport. Yeah. Patapore. <laughs> I also remember, uh, was it Knucklehead, the big show one? Yeah. No, I'd tell you what's funny. Well, that big show is so big, he just walks into a fan. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> big dumb bastard, the movie. <laughs> Cut. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, speaking of having fun, there's a Caden Carter and Katana Chance video package, and they did bloody love to have fun, those two. have too much fun. Stop partying, yeah? Knuckle down. <laughs> yeah. You might win some wrestling matches. Like, what do you do with your life? There was How is this good? They've been trying this for about three years. This feels like When right you weren't, time. I should say, allowed to have fun. Yeah. During some of it. Yeah. Like, they are uh, we're just party. We're free spirits. We like to live life and, like, you know, free spirits and party and, you know... Catch it at the fun fair, we're dancing. <laughs> it's like, why don't you knuckle down? Yeah, learn your craft. Don't, with all due respect, have the same match every time you're in the ring for four years and just get better at this. <laughs> you got your priorities wrong. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, how are you meant to like go? Oh God, I love them. Goofing <laughs> off, goofing off. You know what I mean? Like, how am I meant to like like these ostensible baby faces? Just partying all the time. I'm taking yeah. that seriously. I, I, I got irrationally wound up watching this. I want if like the losers they lose matches all of the time. But hey, no big deal. No sweat. <laughs> we'll just go and party down. Speaking of partying down, I deserve to lose. If people have only watched Raw, never NXT, and say, for example, only listen to our coverage because we know you do that at the very least. This week feels like the week to remind people to go and locate one of the last times we saw them partying 
uh, a big event. Oh yeah, where Brooks and Jensen went. Rolling with them. Loud, or have I just Ro- made that? It up? was a festival or yeah. something like that, and Brooks and Jensen went with them. And then at some point, the camera is pointed at Brooks and Jensen, who are looking at Katana Jensen, Kieran Carter, and then they're Briggs eyes, and Jensen, by the way. Briggs and Jensen, Brooks sorry. and Jensen, the same, same person. person. Briggs and Jensen, <laughs> and then they're they're sort of looking downwards. And we don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> and they're such bad actors, we don't know if they're kind of <laughs> wanting to jack it or they're confused or they're excited or what. And it's left ambiguous forever. It never... I don't know what's going on. What what's going on down there? It's just <laughs> Maybe it was wrestling training and they're fitting it in with their partying and that's how they've won this match here. They need to knuckle we down. the match yet. That was just them just showing off that they yeah. bloody love to have fun. That's it. Well, they'll lose again next month. Now this dance goes. Huh? That's a dance for you. Well, Chelsea Green and Piper never might be in trouble. Don't be, uh, don't be stupid, Sitch. I'm fairly certain the match is next week. So. Yep, it's next week they'll lose. Anyway, uh, before we go to break, Postman Pierce heads into Punk's locker room, and then here comes, where am I? Here comes CM Punk, uh, after Adam Pierce introduces him, saying how he's known him for 25 years. He knows he's going to make the right decision. Uh, huge pap for CM Punk, of course. Uh, he says he was in a bit of a sullen mood, and I thought, oh. Uh, uh, already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he saw all the signs, he's heard the fans, he's been thinking about this all week, he's been consumed, he's worried about it, because he loves loves the fans, um, but this town and this uh, building particularly haven't been uh, historically kind to him. He debuted here, he had Mickey James on his arm, uh, and they went, that was really good, go to OVW now. Um, and he embraced being uncomfortable, he learned how to love it, and he returned to Cleveland as world heavyweight champion, and then Randy Orton kicked him in the head backstage, and by the time he woke up, he'd been told that he'd been stripped of the world title, I was disgusted by that mm. at the time. Yeah, me too. I loved the punk at the time. I, w- I loved him as much as I do now. I was raging. I was as raging <laughs> watching Unforgiven 2008. Eight years old. Like, as raging watching that in 2008 as I was here, having not realised that this was the same building, not brought up on yesterday's preview. Mm. I have to punish myself for press up something. I was like, you should have known that. This is what you do. This is what you do. This, this is what, is what you're you, good for. This is what you live for. <laughs> Second Mike Adamley reference, of course, on the show, because he invented the scramble match. Mm. Hell of a legacy from that GM. How's it going, Dave? <laughs> Miss that guy. Uh, ten years ago, he says, I had to take myself off this hamster wheel and make the hardest decision of my life. Always wondered about the people in the building that night, whether they were disappointed when he left. Uh, and he spoke with Indy backstage. She felt betrayed as a kid, and he talked about feeling the same when he saw uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper on WCW. He said, if anyone watching uh, or in attendance was disappointed when he walked out, he understood, and he apologized. Uh, he talked about the offers that had been made. Accepted. Unnecessary, but accepted. Ten years he's been off our screens. I was uh, quite grateful, actually, because I went to WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, Yep, and I avoided watching Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. That's true. Daniel Bryan can thank CM Punk for all of his success. How did he repay him in the tribunal? <laughs> I don't mean it. That two are kind of great, actually. Yeah. I kind of like that deal. You know what? I've got a deep punk. Yeah, Bryan. <laughs> yeah, you know. so I don't care. I want to go to the feds. So. Yeah, like yeah. This, we can work this out for yeah. both of us. And Bryan's like, you got any more of those? <laughs> 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 the bus is just pulling away in mirrors, chasing after it. <laughs> What's that famous Hogan Jericho story? In nineteen ninety nine, Jericho's talking to Hogan. He goes, Oh man, I'm going to the f- I'm, going back- I'm going to the Fed. And Hogan goes, oh, can you take us with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh Punk says that he'd been uh, given a substantial offer from He just kills WCW. <laughs> Much like uh, CM Punk killed AEW. He's just like oh, can I come? <laughs> and I've got a mess of sort out here, Terry. Bought it. Come on, Terry. 
Jericho tells that story. Tell your fault. Was it a family member or his wife or something was buying his action figure and the receipt said Hulk Hogan. So it probably meant that Hogan was getting his merchandise checked. Yeah. Bored of this. Uh, he said he'd been given a substantial offer to go to SmackDown by whoever the SmackDown GM is. Forget his name. Um, he said Shawn Michaels made him an offer to help mould the next generation of superstars. Uh, and the 15-year-old CM Punk would have loved that. Uh, I was well, there going, come on, <laughs> NXT. Come on. What, what a twist that would have been. And I took it. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. See you later, Cleveland. <laughs> um... Uh, but uh, Postman Pierce has made an offer that's above both of those shows. But he'd already made up his mind when he saw Cleveland on the calendar. Uh, he's here to bury the ghosts, right a few wrongs. His future starts now. You couldn't write a better TV show. I mean, one second. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Ten years almost to the day, CM Punk walked out. No matter how you feel, he walks right back in. If you're happy about it, mad about it, you better learn to love it because CM Punk is the newest Raw superstar and CM Punk is home. Oh. Uh, crowd chants for uh, for CM Punk. Then who should interrupt but one Seth Rollins? Never <laughs> looked directly at it. Um, <laughs> Rollins and Punk go uh, face to face, and you can just feel <laughs> feel the moment. Fox the sun. <laughs> You need special glasses to look directly at them. Yeah, that's, just, that's just the pubes. Uh, he lets the, they let the moment sink in between Punk and Rollins. Uh, and Rollins says, oh, CM God. Punk, welcome to Monday Night Rollins. I am 38 years of age. I have two children and own a house. It's one of the best segments of the frigging year. It's pubes. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, he hopes Punk knows how fortunate he is to be standing in the ring right now. Uh, why don't you just do me one little <laughs> favour and don't dare call this place home you abandoned this place 10 years ago you actively tried to tear it down you spent 10 years slandering me the locker room and now you want to walk back in and call this place home this isn't your home this is my home I've been here my brothers and sisters in the back everyone watching that's my family this is our home and I will do everything to protect it from people like you I want you to be I want to be perfectly clear here I want you to all understand I will say it plainly with every fibre of my being I hate you but if you are going to be part of WWE again I want you on Raw because the truth always comes out we all know this is your last chance so one of two things is going to happen either you're going to expose yourself and self-destruct like you always do and I'll be the first person to slam the door shut on your legacy or if by some miracle you've changed if you've got any gas left in that old tank maybe one day you'll be lucky enough to stand across the ring from me in a title match and I will expose you for the fraud that you are I'll show you that there are levels to this I will wrestle circles around you and I'll let you understand in real time what it means to be the best in the world punk pauses and looks at him and says you done that is your one pass for you to speak to me disrespectfully disrespectfully without me coming after you i never asked for anything to be handed to me i've always done things the hard way and if we're making things official let's make it official i'm entering the royal rumble and when i win maybe oh Seth, God. i'm coming after you can oh. i go first because he's um he's gonna be the high guy and it's probably better for the mood of the podcast and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the bad news, good news, that's the way around it should go. <laughs> One thing I do enjoy, inadvertently, is CM Punk um, basically outing himself as a uh, narcissist <laughs> every now and then. He used to do it in AEW as well, right? 
where he would come out and something, either in storylines maybe, or like when he was trying to get into character, and he did it again tonight when he was in some kind of mood or other. Oh, my God, not, not another one. <laughs> I think he did it when like he was coming out and he's, he was ready to cut like some kind of intense go-home promo or whatever, maybe against Moxley. At one of the, he's done it a couple of times. Where going on? All I'm saying is uh, I try to put my game face on and I get the validation I seek from everyone and I'm just in a great mood now. That's like narcissism. Yeah, and he's done it here. I was in mm. a bad mood, but uh, oh, the validation. Thank you for that validation. It's great. My soul... My life what, forces. <laughs> what passes for it needs that yeah. sort of thing. So I enjoy that, but my little psychiatrist... I've never studied it. Never, <laughs> never studied psychiatry, but my, my notion of it completely absorbed and informed by television, which is probably inaccurate, leads me to believe that there's a bit of narcissism that seeps out of CM Punk. I think there's more than a bit, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every now and then. I thought CM Punk's part in this was really, really good. He's just like, he's such a granular details. I can believe everything you're saying because you think about it that deeply. All the Cleveland stuff was tremendous. He just, he's like... He feels like an interloper into almost every world he steps into because every world he steps into in wrestling is fictional and he just does feel real even when he feels fake. He's just got that weird mm. charisma around him, if you like. I didn't think the verbal showdown was one of the best things you'll ever see in wrestling this year. I just didn't necessarily feel it, and I can't articulate it more than I just didn't feel it. I don't necessarily want to do this, but I kind of have to to illustrate a point, okay? I don't want to do the, huh, you'll be better. Because if you've listened to me on these podcasts in 2023, I'm not trying to do the bad faith, grifter, toxic engagement, AEW better automatically. Mm. But to draw a comparison, right? This wasn't the Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk verbal mm. spat. Even though it feels like, and it's to me, maybe it's getting a little bit boring, right? Every single CM Punk feud is basically based on, uh, you're a dick in real life, and you'll, you know, one day it'll come out, and then it does. Mm. But that's the CM Punk program now. It's kind of the only story you can tell. Um, for now. For now, I guess. The more, the longer he sticks around, yeah. We, we'll right. see. Um, someone, I can't remember who it was, Someone like had a really like a good tweet like, "Can CM Punk ever be a character again?" Like, remember when he was just like the Straight Edge Society? Mm, like, he can't yeah. ever do that again, can he? Yeah, be a character. Wrestling, yeah, like the content churn catches everybody, and like the point, the test, the real test but is it, not now. It's the when he is a character, and when it's like uh, I care about the fact that I don't, I'll, I'll embrace mm, it at this point. Like, where, like the, I was going to say the Miz, but that's a bad example because that will probably fall in some real life yeah. dispute. But there's going to come a point where he's got to like. Maybe elevate a mid carder with very WWE style content, and I'm as excited for that because it's like, can you do it? It's mm. the Brian as a sports entertainer thing where it's like you're a, you're a genre worker now, make this work, and I think he can. I embrace it. Obviously, it's not the one you can tell now. Why would you no, ever exactly. do that? You want to capitalize on the real life intrigue that you know I was kind of bored of in uh, September 2022. If I'm being perfectly honest. But that's the story they have to tell of Punk, and it's the only one they will tell for the foreseeable, right? This just wasn't as good as CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. It just wasn't. And I think the reason why is, look, I think my personal feelings on Seth Rollins, and I'm the outlier, the outlier from the WWE fans because they love him, they sing a song, and uh, Seth Rollins to them is a big star. I don't think he's ever moved the needle necessarily on his own terms. Who is Seth Rollins is... He's a company guy 
through and through. He is a, like, willing mascot for this company. And you can see why they adore him, because the whole point of being a company guy is that you advocate for the company, you campaign for the company during the good times and the bad. This man, in 2019, two out of three falls, wild card, Shelton Benjamin doing this. <laughs> Shorty G, just willingly going, oh, cool, I get a buy in a tournament. Babyface, dog food. Like, Roman Reigns entertaining the idea that uh, maybe the doppelganger of Eric Rowan just happened to be backstage. <laughs> You know what I mean? In 2019, Seth was like, this is the best. He was quoting an advert for Stomping Grounds, the pay-per-view that needed a big curtain in yeah. a three-sided building. And it was that. He was like, best person in the world, period. Tune in. Tune in for this. Tune in. And he's and finished with the stomp, and he wasn't even on the poster. That's correct. Roman doing the fist. That's right. <laughs> so you can see why WWE fans love him, why the company loves him. He's very much, sticks his neck out. I will be the company guy, good times and bad. Now he's in the good times, and these fans love him for that, right? The problem with Seth Rollins being such a through-and-through company guy is that I didn't believe for a minute that this kind of worksheet program could ever just go full. Like, the whole point of a worksheet is that you're meant to think that 1% of doubt of, ooh, this this could go awry. Like, in a really thrilling pull apart brawly way. And I guess, right, they knew they couldn't do anything because they're building this for WrestleMania. So they can't touch for ages. So I will realize what they're trying to do and assess it fairly on those terms. And it couldn't have that Kingston Punk energy, I guess, Mm. because this couldn't fall apart. But shouldn't it have felt a little bit like it could have? Or were they trying to be dignified about it a little bit? I swallow my chew and go, all I'm saying. Is that this just didn't didn't have that? Oh, here we go. Here we go. This could go awry. These are two people who hate each other in one ring. It just didn't have that Eddie Punk, Brett Sean energy to me personally. And I think a lot of that has to do with Seth Rollins is just going to behave. You know what I mean? His his job, his his passion, his passion, his self anointed role in all of this is to behave and play nice and work within the system and be a pro and be a company man and best wrestling in the world, period. He just doesn't have that in him. And he's built this offline, online, and his character and all the rest of it. I didn't believe this is ever going to fall apart in the most thrilling of ways. And if that wasn't the point, because they're never going to touch, like they're not going to touch for ages, I don't think, right? I did enjoy the, f- the stare down. Mm. Like you could, they kind of told a subtle story with their faces here, where it was like you can kind of feel like I kind of believe I have to do this, but I'm kind of looking forward to proving myself. That was a bit of that, you know, that pissing contest, if you like. But I, I just thought Seth's promo when this is the thing you can most sink your teeth into. I thought the content of it was just so Seth Rollins. There was not like one really wicked put down. There was nothing where he wasn't even like doing the obnoxious laugh in his face. <laughs> And it could have really riled him up. Maybe that'll follow. Mm. But I just thought, I, I could have written that promo realistically. And I always gravitate, gravitate towards wrestling where it's like, I never thought you'd do that in a million years. And it's the perfect idea. Mm. I thought, honestly, it was a bit generic. Feeling is very important to 
like kind of headline our takes on this, isn't it? Because I was running around the living room screaming the air going, here we go. Like to Sidgwick's point, you and know, you know like, here we are. Sorry, one more thing before you get really started. This isn't me doing, I fed bad. No. That's synthetic fed. Because as you, if you listen to the uh, Smackdown review podcast, which of course you can get uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, um, I saw Kevin Owens and CM Punk's felt it. I wish it was that. I wish it was that because did you, you saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you tell me where the locker room is? So, ah, you hate each other, and you're not saying it, but I can feel it. This was a bit, I don't know, I just thought that the, the copy was generic for me. I thought, that, like, content and delivery, I wouldn't have changed a single thing about this. And again, I'm sort of reflecting from my own feelings of watching it. I, when Punk came back and the Survivor Series shot of Seth from people's phones was mm. super effective, my concern came from Seth Rollins' house show promo the next night, before Punk had done his Raw one, where he's like, this is our house, this is WWE. I was like, how are you going to square this? Because regardless of what Punk says or does, initially he's going to be received as a babyface. Mm. And it's, I think they deserve more credit than ultimately people are going to analyze the what's getting said here and what they're building, as they should. But I think like whoever's in charge is creatively, the wrestlers and whoever, deserve quite a lot of credit for managing the fact that Seth Rollins, at this point, is a WWE flag-waving babyface when that thing can be true. Mm-hmm. Because it couldn't be in 2019 when he said it, it couldn't have been when John Cena and Roman Reigns did it, and now this is like new ground for them after walk-on, as it is for CM Punk to say these things, even if I'm home became this line that existed for Seth Rollins to pull it apart, right? We said after that Raw one that got mixed at best reviews, probably the wrong night to kick your story off. Let CM Punk come back and people like breathe this in and look at it Mm. and feel it and whatever, and then start telling the story. And you could have done that on the SmackDown one, and did it anyway, I guess. But like the, the I'm home stuff, this this vibe around punk, whether people think it's insincere or not, existed for the purpose of Seth Rollins tearing it apart. They have, for me, they've done the hardest bit here by not really having to immediately heal anybody. Like there was mixed chance for both. I got the reminder, they shot this really well. They were picking the right moment to look at Punk's face and look at Seth Rollins' face. And it reminded me of Hogan and Rocket in Chicago when the chants were mixed. Some people mm-hmm. were singing, some people chanting Seth Rollins. Sorry, some people chanting CM Punk. And remember how like Hogan and Rock were sort of looking each way to register the fans? Punk and Seth weren't doing that because they were so intent at looking at each other that the camera did it for you. So it was like, they're singing Seth's song. How's Punk feel about that? And then the CM Punk chant happened and Punk gets a little smirk and then Seth has to stop and take that in. And it's like... We are dealing, Cedric said it, we are dealing with sort of like a brand new thing for both of us here. Neither of us necessarily wanted this. As characters and in reality, neither of us want this. Mm. But we're here and we care enough about our craft to make this work. I disagree slightly about Seth not having like a killer line because the bit where he almost like stopped himself from WWE speak and said, let me make this clear, I hate you, I hate you. That felt, I don't believe it was... Improvised. It was always the band list, wasn't it? Hate. Yeah, I don't believe it was improvised, like because I watched this punk run. I'm such a like you've heard about what I eat. I'm boring at my core, right? I yeah. want this. I want CM Punk. You know how long I want this run to last? When's it going to blow up? I want this run to last three years because that's the duration of his contract. Yeah. And then let's talk about how long the next run's going to last. The whole time, and loads of podcasts have said this, I believe this will go well because I believe CM Punk will want it to go well. Business will be done. So in the back of my mind, as somebody. Too old to think of this as 100% real. Of course I'm thinking, well, 
you know, they've agreed roughly backstage. We've said it a few times in different pods, the hangman page story, but done right. So that's why you lean on basically copying the homework. Like WWE, when it got hot again in the 90s, copied ECW's homework. It booked its stars better than WCW was able to book its old stars. This is not like new for WWE to just polish something up and be like, right, we're going to have that, but we're going to WWEize it, mm. we're going to make it for the broadest possible audience, and we're going to make it so that, like, everybody just does business. Like, I saw an engagement account doing a bit of a gotcha on, <laughs> seen it already, and then that engagement account was slaughtered with the line, and I don't necessarily agree with all of this, but the context, so AEW's finger poke of doom just booked WrestleMania 40's night one main event. Like, they're not all wrong there. Like, use that and use what people feel to make it make sense within the context mm. of your universe. Seth Rollins isn't a pipe-bam guy. It's, it would be inauthentic of Seth Rollins to suddenly have 10 zingers. That's a CM Punk job, is to have the zingers, and he let him he let him have the floor tonight. CM, John, Punk, yeah, CM Punk at some point is going to destroy Seth Rollins, but then Seth Rollins has to believe in himself and believe in everything he says, just as he did in 2019, just as he did in 2015, 2016. He's got to believe his own, like, to be honest. And he does, and he absolutely does. I'm a situational Seth Rollins fan. I like Seth Rollins, uh, kind of based on who he's feuding with. Like, mm. happy memories of teaming with Kevin Owens, of feuding with Cody Rhodes, of feuding with Logan Paul, of The Shield in general. He's a better like, marketer than pro wrestler for me, Seth Rollins. I think that's fair, yeah. He's a, like, WWE like the term performer. Seth Rollins is a performer mm. with the right material, with the right feud, and understanding who he actually is. It's why they're the Seth freaking Rollins character got over so much because he wanted to be Roman Reigns, but it's like, no, you've got to find, well, Elton John's wardrobe, basically, and make <laughs> that work. And so that's, that's more authentic than anything you're ever trying to be as Roman Reigns, the top guy. So it would have been inauthentic to me for Seth Rollins to suddenly be memorizing those great zingers and, like, putting Punk in the dirt. He called him old. Like, he was pretty brutal on him. And I felt Punk wanting to swing for him and not because tonight isn't the night. And again, that's a nice blurring of reality and fiction. Tonight isn't the night. Uh, it's not this. And again, I think that's I think they captured the tension of what this punk run is. I welcome the days when we're not having the conversation of oh, when's he gonna blow up in somebody's face? Like one good year followed by oh, I quite like this. Like he does a twenty four special or whatever that thing Cody did where it's like this has blown away my expectations. I'm not, I'm not deaf to all of that. I kind of thought I might blow up at somebody too. It's been pretty good. Like, I don't mind the era when CM Punk becomes normal mm. and fancies entering a US title tournament. I, I genuinely don't mind. But this, to me, captured everything that is magic about Punk right now. And he's in the frigging Rumble. Like, what There's is there, two names. What is there not to love about CM Punk in the Royal Rumble? Like, we talked about Sage Pitch 1 and 2, Cody and Punk. I was talking about the WrestleMania sign as the sort of, like, WWE as a company is in an opposite state that when it put Johnson and Randy Orton there and yeah, told yeah, him yeah. to care, it's like, no, no, hottest guys, here it is. That sort of stuff. Like, I, I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I could not be more excited. And I just, they've sold you the match without even having to, mm. even having to tease a destination. Like, of course it's WrestleMania because Punk said I want a main event WrestleMania and now I want to win the Rumble. And by the way, sorry, scattered everywhere, loved it. Uh, yet again, you now have believable reasons why a Rumble winner would pick Seth Rollins and that toy belt over Roman Reigns and the belt. Like, Cody and Punk want the same thing, but they want very different things. Yes. That's that's a fantastic position they've put themselves in. Uh, it's annoying how well they've done with this belt quietly, despite how many three-and-a-half-star matches have been contested <laughs> for it. <laughs> I love this. Contested, so get you in the end. Contested made me laugh. Seth's bested a lot of people. I mean, he's <laughs> down some, some people. I love this because it was one of those things, you know, and you knew what we were getting. 
we talked about it, it's been reported on. First thing they're going to do with Punk is Seth Rollins. You knew what we were getting. The moment they're in the ring together, I was like, I can't believe we're getting this. This is insane. Um, so just really exciting to see where this goes. And like you say, the fact that they've linked them together and yeah, they can, they've got four months before, just under four months to, to get to WrestleMania. And I'm, there's a, it's not like, right, we've got to do promos now for the next four months. They can go off and, you know, Punk can, is Punk's first match the Rumble? Is he going to have some warm matches, whatever? Seth's got his own, he's got to hold that title until WrestleMania. I, uh, I really hope Punk's return is the Rumble. Uh, I don't want to see him like warming up on Raw. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? I just, him like, it's, it's, uh, it's not as big a moment as the return itself, but it's still a moment, yeah. capital M. It's, you know, if it would be like when he came back to AEW and it was like, I'll test myself on Rampage before Derby at the pay-per-view. It's keep it all big, make that matter. Uh, we followed up with the big lads, Bronson, Reed, and Ivar. Uh, they just get straight into it. There's promos setting this up earlier on. Um, and it's, just, it's just all bombs, basically. Ivar gets sent into the corner. I elbows his way out of trouble. Uh, they both get knocked down. They both go out to the floor. There's a double crossbody out there. That takes us to a break. When we come back, Ivar hits a huge spine buster to get a two count. Misses a charge in the corner. Um, Ivar knocks Bronson Reed to the floor. Um, for a huge cannonball. Um, Reed's just out on the floor. Finally get back in. Uh, Ivar's set up for his big moonsault. Uh, there was a tsunami che- teased earlier on, I should say, as well. Uh, but Reed gets in with a superplex for the one, two, three, and to get the victory. Nice. Although, if I'm honest, I feel like this whole rivalry is flattered to deceive. Maybe they re- like we take the piss, but they really should have put him on a boat. Like, they really should have one gone... One more, one more. Put it on a boat. Yeah, like, they should have gone a little bit dafter. It's really spectacular watching what these two do to each other. But I think you can judge this based on the noise in the building. You were just not hearing people squealing with delight in the stands for it, and that was the ceiling for all of this. Yeah, I was expecting to just bleed. I was expecting to just <laughs> feel like a giddy thrill yeah. of that. These impossible people doing impossible things to each other. And it was just like, there's just no investment in the characters, really. Mm-hmm. So when they weren't doing that, it was just... Mausoleum silence. Then they did a bomb. I was like, oh, that was quite good. Then nothing. And then something. And then nothing. Was like, I was always getting, I was always drifting away from it, if that makes any sense. Huge difference. That's a great point. Huge difference between how the fans reacted to what I thought was a worse in ring opener. Drew and Jay are over. People care. Yeah. yeah. And the match wasn't half as exciting. But these characters, it's a bit of a women's division booking about this. It's like, oh, yeah, they, they know what these two do. Just go out there and do it. The story kind of is just that they're big. <laughs> so if there's yeah. one detail here there's not been any other sort of reason for them to fight could do with a bit more put it on a boat um, back to CM Punk he bumps into the Judgment Day backstage and says uh, where's Mammy like, this is your heaven isn't it yep yes it is and, all, uh, all my favourites Priest welcomes into the show and says I hope you're the one to finish your story because I'll be waiting for you when, you when you do and he's got the money in the bank briefcase right there also great Punk remembers uh, and the Judgment Day come out. I, I still don't understand how they do the lighting thing. It's amazing. Um, Damian Priest reminds everyone who they are. Balor boasts about being two-time tag team champions. Uh, Priest says a message for everyone, even if you've already been dealt with by the Judgment Day. If you're a returning superstar or a new superstar like the Creed Brothers, everyone's on notice. Dom tries to speak, but no one can bloody hear him because of the booing, of course. And then here comes our truth uh, He's got his decorations with you. So you have to try get, getting into the clubhouse to decorate. Well, the front of the door's... Back, both locked. What's going on? Uh, why don't you invite me to the ring as well for your big holiday party? Uh, and JD Madonna just flips his lid, screams at him. I like the fact that he, every time they all hate him, and Damien Priest every time is like, "Hey, hey, JD, calm down, mate." Um, 
and he invites Truth Priestos into the ring because he wants to hear what he's got to say. And Truth says, I'll be honest, I think you should kick out JD McDonald because nobody likes him. JD has to be held back by Dom. Uh, and he says, and uh, Priest, you need to stop calling yourself the boss because it makes Mammy upset. And uh, Priest does the thing where it's like, I like you, Truth. Uh, well, everyone likes you. The crowd cheer for him. And he says, yep, everyone likes our Truth except me. And then he takes his head off, put the boots to him. He is excommunicated from the Judgment Day. Uh, the Creed brothers have to run down to make the save, but the numbers game, surely in the advantage of the Judgment Day. Nope, Julius Creed's the best. Uh, he hits both Dom and J.D. McDonough with a double Northern Lights suplex. He wipes out Balor. Uh, yeah, well, Julius... Wait a minute, you forgot the fact that he kips up after doing a double suplex on two dudes. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh my God. And Julius and Brutus drop Priest with, a, I think it was a double spine buster to stand tall for the best. It's really intoxicating getting to see the Creed's sink the teeth into a... F- a fuwed. A fuwed. Now, isn't it? Like, they had a couple of matches. You know what their offering is. And the fuwed just happens to be for the belts. So they're kind of going in at the very top. I wasn't convinced that, that was the right move last week. I am now. Yeah. Like, this was super effective. I, I mean, before the Creeds arrived, and I was watching this abysmal comedy with our truth and the Judgment Day, I was thinking, you know what would be good right about now? Uh, maybe the Judgment Day, two, just two of them, Against two of the hottest baby faces on Raw for f- five months or whatever it was. Mm. That's better than this. I don't know. At the start, he was kind of laying out all the issues within the Judgment Day, pretty much one by one by one. It's why they call Ron Killings the truth. Yeah. E-truth, exposition truth. Okay. That's what's up. It's always up. <laughs> exposition is always up in this company. <laughs> anyway, back to CM Punk. Uh, he's uh, in the back. Uh, there's Drew McIntyre speaking to Postman Pierce. And Drew says, I don't care about your story, a cool story. We're interested in finishing my bloody study. Uh, and he leaves. <laughs> and Punk says, what's wrong with him? And uh, Pierce said, uh, by the way, um, Drew McIntyre is getting a world title shot on day one of uh, 2024. Get in. Day one's back. Oh, my God. Love me some day one. I mean, it's not the pay-per-view, but it's yeah. the 1st of January's Raw. Uh, so he's getting a title shot on there. I thought day one was back for a minute there. Oh, God. I, I, honestly, we can dream. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know what you're Never mind, I don't mind ever, Evolution 2. Let's get day day one, two. I understand the need to get to Christmas break, but you didn't have kids then, so I don't get why you loved it. Bit, I just loved it. It's the best. <laughs> and I want to be in here on my own, reviewing Raw on January the 2nd, saying, go good. It's when he's a serial kid again, get, like the, cal- the calendar turns over 31st of 1st. Springs up. It's going to test great. Right, a lovely I moment. I actually like day one. Oh, Usually when you talk about WWE in the office, I just zone out. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Day Kingston. one, what, why? I don't know, I just loved it at the time. It was just the best. It was the like, one where Roman... First day of the year, get in, WWE pay-per-view. Oh, love it. Start well, off, starting off the year right, I what? prefer a January 4th. Ugh. off. Brian O'Connor again. Ugh. No, thank you. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Chad Gable, and Ricochet are there. Punk says, Kofi, you're making me crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kingston says, oh, don't do that anymore. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lovely moment. They hug. Uh, he shakes hands with Gable and Ricochet, talks about how much he's heard about Chad Gable, and that Ricochet sucks at video games. <laughs> you see Ricochet's acting in this segment, by the way. Yeah. It was, it was awful. It's terrible. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. Pierce takes Kingston, Gable, and Ricochet into his office to discuss an idea regarding the IC title. Yes. Uh-huh. Getting back to it. Told you. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, then it was time for the, the team. They bloody love to have fun, right? 
Caden Carr and Katana Chance versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, you got Chelsea Green and piping him in on commentary. We all knew where this was going. A very brief bit of offense for uh, Lorraine and Hartwell, I think. Are oh, they only out? I don't know what's going on there. How uh, old is Indy Hartwell? 25, I want to say. It's a guy just, uh, something has just struck me. 27. 27. So she was 17 when Punk left, maybe 18. Broke a heart. Time to grow up. Grow up. <laughs> I've just thought about that like that. Yeah. And you're you know, 38, and you're literally, literally comparing WWE Monday Night Raw to Christmas Day. So maybe you should, maybe you should grow up. Sorry, sorry, still been leaving the magic of both such. Uh, Hartwell hit a spine buster on Katana Chance. <laughs> the, the magic of Raw, is it? <laughs> it? comes back with a basement drop kick and they uh, finish off. Elf on the shelf, more like Fed in my head. <laughs> and that's uh, <such> a problem. <laughs> uh, uh, they win with the after party. Yeah. Then they get a title shot next week. Yeah. Might win. They won't. They calm down upon too many parties this time of year, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah. Aye, aye, that's that that's going to be the distracting. That work pr- Christmas party. That could prove to be distracting. Yeah, I can't wait. So I think it's like Elf on the Shelf with like E-Drone. I'll get there. I'll get there oh, at yeah. some point. Yeah. I'll get there by the end. Uh, Gargano and Champa are uh, very excited to obviously be in Cleveland. Uh, and Champa's like, I'm really not sure about our partner. And then here come uh, Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, uh, who says, we would actually team with you two losers. DIY says, don't worry. You should worry about Gunther bollocking you when you bloody lose. And Gunther shows up and says, I doubt anyone would want to be seen with you. Uh, more on that in a bit. <laughs> Becky Lynch walks through the back and Nikki Cross is being creepy in the I background. Uh, uh, yep. uh, Where's this going? That's what I want to know. I, 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 you're the only person who's ever said that, apart from some dorks on Reddit, probably. Mm. Like, I'm not being funny. What are they doing? They can't even do, she's already been in a battle royal and just been thrown out. They can't do this as like a Royal oh, Rumble. Oh, yeah, job. she just stood by the desk for a bit. Just so, it's just like, it's absolutely pathetic. Be positions to look at the WrestleMania sign. In wrestling, I always hate it. <laughs> like, imagine like uh, Nikki Cross going through the airport. That's <laughs> a wheeler on one of them cars. Okay, I can see your passport, ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. <laughs> Abaddon going through an airport. <laughs> Kane going through an airport. They just put her in one of them construction crates with the Judgment Day's clubhouse. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, really like what came next. Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. Uh, she comes down to the ring, does Becky. Says a quick hello, takes us back to the 21st of... Uh, November 2018, when Nia Jax punched her right in the face and broke her nose, left her a bloody mess, and they show the footage. Um, Becky says, it might be petty bring this up, but damn it, I am petty. For the last five years, everyone I've faced brought this up. Um, we kept missing each other. I went on to main event WrestleMania. Nia went on to have double ACL surgery because she's so unlikable, they're not even a knees stand up for her. That's a good line. That's good. Um, then, obviously, Becky went Better on. than Seth's lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Becky went off and had a child. Now got <laughs> you say that as like it's a revelation. Who's the funny one in that relationship? And I'm like, can she not write some of his material? For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got there. No, give it here. Um, Becky had a kid. Now got fired. It's 2023 now, uh, but now it's time to to deal with this. Out comes Nia Jax. Um, she says, "I'm not fighting anymore. I'm right in front of you. I'm better than ever." That punch just showed what I can do, and that was a lucky swing. A lucky swing that almost ended your career. And I didn't even get hold of it. Imagine if I. Just properly smashed it in the face, basically. I've seen that clip a lot. She got all of it. Yeah, like, she got every that. last bit of it. Um, uh, this is a contact sport. What did you expect? I don't know. Great point. Mm-hmm. Um, like a fantastic point. 
Becky says, I don't hold it against you. Uh, everyone knows you're the most dangerous woman in the ring. People. So what's your problem then? Uh, Nia says, people haven't stopped talking about her the past two years she's been gone. Um, it's ironic with all the careers I've nearly ended that you've got me to thank for yours. Um, and this, apparently, is what Becky does hold against Nia. It's not just about a broken face. Um, if, it was, if that was the case, they'd have moved on as soon as the blood had dried. It's about what that moment represents, about her dusting herself off and getting back up and fighting like hell. Uh, that's what she's done her whole life that night, ever since. Nia, though, um, she and her minions have spent years going around saying she's not a main event star. I proved you wrong. Um, and now all you say is because you're a main event star because of me. Or I'm a main event star because of you. Um, I need to end that lie of all this or end you. Um, and Nia's like, you need me. You need me to prove that you're not just about that one mo mo moment. You've got to prove to yourself that your career wasn't just some accident. Otherwise, I will always be the woman that made the man. Um, and Becky says, what I need you to do is shut up. I didn't come to talk. I came for a fight. She ties her hair up, says, go on. She's another shot. And uh, Nia says, nah, you need it a lot more than I do, and leaves. I thought this was... Nice, uh, a nice addition to the original premise because I didn't really think they were going to add anything to it. But this idea that Al Becky Lynch considers her like the Nia Jax thing, like or believes that there are whispers that without Nia Jax smashing her in the face, none of this would have ever mm. happened for her. That as somebody that we know Becky Lynch is this like competitive baby face and everything the character went through, I believe that as motivation beyond just this thing happened five years ago. Remember it? Like so, I, d I quite like that. Ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> Like, the one thing I don't get, and again, I've, one of my things is wrestlers just do stuff, and it's, be and it's because they do stuff rather than because they're thinking it through. Like, Nia Jax should have hit her in the face. Like, what, what is her time? What is her, like, is she, is this a head Can't game? hit her in the face, because it's never going to look as good as the, the yeah. shoot injury. They set up this thing where it's like, not tonight, oh, on my time. That's just because what, like, wrestling heels have said forever. Just deck her and then fight her on your time. Do both. Mm. Like, I just, it's one of, the, that's where, like, so the argument for Nia is, well, why should I fight Becky? I want to go for the world title. And yeah, fine, but chin her while you get the chance. Mm. Take her out again. It worked out great for you last time. I don't know if you saw the Survivor Series 2018, but Nia happened to do this. A couple of times. So good. Yeah, it's just that, like, wrestler thing. Do this one that's, thing all the time. Yeah. That's, that's what that's these, yeah. so half these feuds feel like. It's a premise, bang. <laughs> the punch in the face. Uh, the you know what I mean? Just wrestle. Don't need them to talk about this for another few weeks. Do it. I did flashbacks, by the way, to... Uh, it's not like very plot-heavy, this women's division, is it? Never. No. Never. Uh, it's Becky Lynch, Trish thing. I had that one for six months or whatever. Mm. She's got them out of a couple of jams this year, Becky Lynch. Mm. Yeah. It reminded me of when uh, Big Show and Floyd Mayweather, Big Show was like, you're just going to have to break my nose. Yeah. Floyd was like, okay. <laughs> Bam. He's like, you broke my bloody nose. That was good. That was unbelievable. Uh, was that the one where he came back, a babyface, and immediately turned heel or the other way around? Yeah. Yeah, they tried a baby face, a Floyd Mayweather, mm. and that just did not work. Yep. Shane McMahon. Like, you know, that, like Michael Cole and Seth back is the one moment everybody goes, oh, this is a work then. Yeah. yeah. Shane McMahon physically, literally trying to hold Big Show back from rampage through a crowd. Like, you can't do that, Shane. Yeah. I know you think you're the strongest guy in the world. I'm, big as, I'm the same size as you in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Stature. <laughs> uh, Jackie Redmond's backstage with Cody, uh, who congratulates uh, Postman Pierce getting it done. Glad the fans are happy. Glad Punk happy. Uh, but the rumble's right around the corner. You can't finish two stories at once, and they're both aware of that. She's just the best. You can't because there's Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Oh, God, I love this. I mean, I don't care, but you can. No, no, this is like they are going to show down. Do something bold. Yeah. I want to see what that looks like. It's the crowd with. KFA version, isn't it, of when he said, oh, Rock had his big day out. Like, 
glad he got it done. Glad he got it done. He's like, the little Cody's great, man. This is this is is wrestling. Uh, Getting it. I'm in the right place for it. And he hypes up uh, the Nakamura match. (laughs) They can effectively promote it. Uh, Then it was time for the six man tag. It was Gunther. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci versus Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and their mystery partner, The Miz. They're well, even they're the Cleveland boys. Yeah, I love the Cleveland boys and Tommaso Ciampa. They were like, they were like, we know. Well, yeah, Cleveland boys and old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love that. On the, even on their face, when they're like, here he is. They're like, we know, but here he is. Bit of me, this. Plenty of Miz. Maybe DIY stand a chance. Thanks, Mike. It's <laughs> great. Um... <laughs> Back and forth early on, Miz wants to get his hands on Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he gets uh, Champa gets a boot, big boot to the face and takes to a break. When we come back, Gargano makes the hot tag. Um, Miz comes in after Gunther, beats him up, hits a springboard crossbody, goes to the it kicks, but Gunther just blocks one and smacks him with a chop instead. Uh, Gunther puts him in a Boston Crab. Champa breaks up with a huge knee strike. Uh, Kaiser and Vinci take out Champa. Uh, Miz and Gargano hit Kaiser and Vinci with uh, simultaneous tilt-a-whirl DDTs. Miz puts Gunther in the figure four. I think he did a dragon screw or something before that. Um, Gargano puts Kaiser in the Gargano escape, but uh, Gunther manages to get Vinci involved. It's a springboard elbow drop, uh, but Miz fights back. Skull-crushing finale, one, two, three. And I'll say this now. They meet up backstage, and Miz wants one more match at the IC title, and Gunther says, you can have it, but if you lose, you can never challenge for this title again whilst I'm champion. Best just be another win for Gunther. Yes. Yeah. Worry about that in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's that great holiday episode of Friends where Monica and Ross have their parents over and then gradually all of the lies about like Ross's divorces and about Monica losing her job come to the surface and like their parents are just devastated and then they turn to Chandler, Ross's best friend that protected him. He married Monica, his children, all this, and then Chandler goes like, I'll take care of them. That's happened with Triple H DIY in the Miz. Yeah. He's like... What the frig are you saying? What, have you heard those fans out there? I thought you were good. And they're like, Dad, we don't know what to do. <laughs> Miz is like, I'll take care no, of it. I'll show you. I'll show you how to what do the hell? That. This worked. Yeah. Like, I don't know how this worked, but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. The Miz, like, the Miz kicking Imperium's ass. <laughs> yeah. It's just rubbish. Not Gunther's, but he can definitely take the other team. That we yeah. Have. This was really effective. And I just scoffed at it at the exact same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. The two, you know, when you know, like the new thing is when like people are trying to tell, teach people on X that something called nuance exists, and you know, the thing is like, you know, guys, um, I know this is an alien concept to tribalist weirdos, <laughs> but two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. The two true things at the same time here were this is getting DIY over helps that is in Cleveland, but you know, he's been getting good reactions mm-hmm. throughout this Gunther stuff, and then the Miz kicking their ass off. <laughs> Miz. <laughs> I think um, DIY because we're awesome. That's why. Make a trio title. Come on, I think a proper it, one. I think it is telling and also brilliant. And even if it's just in a if you know you know type of way that Sam Punk's interacts with just about everybody, and we haven't had a Miz one yet. I can't wait. Keep for this. something in the chamber mm-hmm. for that. Like, what if Miz is like hyping himself up for this IC title match, and he's had two, three more weeks to be super credible, and that's when it happens. And Punk has to like in one facial has to like respect you a bit. I'll never not hate you. Like, that... Oh, my God. <laughs> Directly's going to endorse The Miz. Maybe. Maybe. And, like, again, the gritted teeth of it all. Like, Edge screaming at the camera, I need it! <laughs> I cannot wait, man. I mean, the thing about The Miz and CM Punk, right, is that they've had this, uh, like, very different path 
Like the Miz was on tough enough, fast tracked. Um, he was always very much love this company. This is great, actually. <laughs> the WWE is the Miz, like to call it, is goaded. And CM Punk was always, you know, like an ROH guy. I'm kind of an interloper here. I would like to change it in my image. And I think a lot of fans would as well. And and the iconoclast and the renegade and all the rest of it. But like deep down, deep down, they're just a couple of weirdos. <laughs> That's it. Two for the weirdos. It's just a couple of weirdos, man. I want to say weirdos, mega powers, handshake between them both. <laughs> like, the, like the Miz is just a weirdo. We know this. This is it. Do it for the weirdos, Mike. <laughs> what? Oh, Mike and Phil. What? Oh. Just call the punks. Mike and Phil going to trillions. Just a couple of outcasts. Just a couple of weirdo outcasts. Like <laughs> sort of there's like a buddy cop thing where they go into bars. It's like they're putting different songs on the jukebox, but they're making it work. Yeah. Uh, next week. Um, both tag titles are on the line. Priest and Balor versus Creed Brothers. Oh, yeah. Green and mm. Niven versus... The girls are just playing all to have fun. Um, main event time. Cody Rhodes Skip. versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, it went 18 minutes. They went to a DQ because he got misted. 18 minutes. Criminal, uh, that. Cody, Criminal. Had him, Cody had him set up for the cross. I'll Let's briefly skip. talk about it because the main oh, event. What's the point? Skip means skip. Cody had him skip set up. means skip. You two are the ones talking about it in the office today. I wasn't saying anything about this. You two I were booking it. Oh, the I he's on about the cage match from yesterday's preview. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on about the skip means skip. Yeah, okay, yeah, got it. I'm set for the crossroads. Counted, missed. Uh, Post match, I'll say one thing. Okay, Christmas, I will allow myself a treat. Cody usually is very good at knowing when the audience is about to swell, and then it's like, right, I've got him because I'm Cody, and then he's like shaking the ropes and firing up. He was begging. <laughs> yeah, he was begging in this match. It's too long for them to care. That's it. And then Nakamura attacked him afterwards. Anyway, enough of all this. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five star review review. Nailed it. Nah. <laughs> and this week's five star review review is brought to you by Blake Myers. Uh, Blake want, Myers? If you want to suggest something. That's a, That's a good name. I guess where he's from? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh, Louisville, Kentucky. Close. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you want to suggest something short, crap, wrestling related, you can do so uh, by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or leave us a five star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We uh, need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. That's exactly what Blake's done. Uh, we were also his number one podcast for 2023. So thank, thank you, Blake. Blake. Thank you. That's uh, proof. Email saying, love the pod, gents. Emailing from Fort Collins, Colorado. I see the proof. It's a screenshot. I, uh, <laughs> I think your alien friend has visited my basement as I have the poster you always mention. Oh, get in. Do you want to explain that? There's an alien on NXT. Yes. Did we get the aliens? Oh, we did get the aliens vote on who's the booker of the year, didn't we? Yeah. And there he is. There he is. The alien uh, has leapt off the Take Me to Your Dealer poster (laughs) to join us on many of these podcasts. And he got taken to his dealer and he has him bite. And I hear the alien is, uh... It's a holiday. In contact with AEW because he's smoking some of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> I'm turning 30 next month, says Black. He sent, sent me this at the end of November. So I'm turning 30 this month, I should say. was hoping you could do something either birthday-related or related to the number 30. So happy birthday in advance for your happy birthday, birthday Blake. Blake. Is that belated? How when's it? Hmm? Was his birthday? This month. Oh right. Sometime this month. Okay. Happy in advance birthday. 
So I typed in WWE Diva birthday. So it was come up. And, uh, well, uh, Michael Hamlet, take us back, uh, tell us the backstory to Total Divas from the 28th of September, <laughs> 2014. Oh, God, just off the top of my dick. Um, total, what date was it, sorry? 28th of September, 2014. Oh, great episode. Remember it well. Uh, if I remember correctly... As I scroll past all the CM Punk pictures I was sending you this morning. Oh, you got it in a uh, separate WhatsApp. Yeah. Send it to the pictures of WWE stuff. Of course you do. <laughs> if I remember, if I ostracized. If I remember correctly, Will Bottom, it was, I think it was I the episode where Tyson Kidd. out by Triple H. Where Tyson Kidd forgets Natalia's birthday. Uh-huh. So, Rosa Mendez rounds up the rest of the Divas to give her a proper celebration. Oh, yeah, I remember it well. There's only actually one punk picture, sorry. It's because he asked me about this. Okay, I'm never, joking. I'm just, doing a bit, I'm just doing a bit, guys. I never want you to feel ostracized. <laughs> Work or shoot. No, no, no. Fed's for everybody. So remember yeah. that? Wrestling is for everybody. It's always a fed. <laughs> so, yeah, Rose is uh, throwing <laughs> her... Rose is throwing a birthday party because Tyson kids... It's like, it's like basically, it's shark porn. So you know when cha- uh, Monica goes, I don't understand why you like it so much. I um, it's congeniality too. I thought you meant it was when your wife walks in, you turn it off as quick as possible. <laughs> That's usually the case. <laughs> it's miscongeniality, isn't it? No, my friends is a sharp porn guy. No, but like, it's the, I don't understand why you like it so much. When they're doing the bit where oh, yes, you yes, think yes. they're talking about some yeah. kind of sexual king, but in fact it's miscongeniality. Yeah. It's, I don't understand why you like it so much, and I never will. <laughs> Five hours of evidence a week. Six. Including... No, seven. Seven, actually. Yeah, to quote Jack Bauer, it's evidence, but it's not proof. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, Tyson Kidd. Imagine 24 hours of Raw. Hang on. I think there's a feel like you've been living oh, it since yeah. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long a buddy feels like. It's one of their main event tags. Beep, boop. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> if I'm lucky, one of these people will come in and attack me. Yes. So, yeah, Tyson Kidd has forgotten Natalia's uh, birthday. Poor format. It's kind of impossible to do that. Yeah, you can't be doing that. You can't, no, yeah. Have you ever forgotten a partner's birthday? Never. Uh, Never. Which is impossible. You've forgotten anyone's birthday. I've got some mates, probably. Yeah, I don't remember birthdays for the most part, but. No, you need Facebook for this. It's the only thing I rely on Facebook for now. I'll go on, it's someone's birthday who I should be saying about your birthday to. Like, usually, like, uh, on the WhatsApp, like, like three or four mm. friendship group chats on WhatsApp and between Messenger. I've got, like, probably three or four, four or five or whatever. And, like, someone will say, 11 a.m., oh, right, your birthday, Shelly. I say, oh, right, Shelly's birthday. Six messages. <laughs> Feel bad, Shelly's always, like, uh, for 7 a.m., happy birthday. So, oh, good guy. I, uh, good guy. I like One of the best guys. I like people forgetting mine, because then that's, like, license to forget theirs. Mm. I like that agreement that's then made. I'm fairly certain I forgot one of my parents' birthdays. What an absolute twat. Well, it was, it was first year of uni, about two months in, and I was just uh, like... So maybe there was a little bit of... <laughs> I'm stoned already! <laughs> I remember getting a phone call the other day, and they were like, need anything to say? And I was like, no, don't need any washing doing, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> don't need any washing <laughs> doing. Like, oh, well, it's been a yeah, two months, so you can go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Any nice birthday presents off young Adam? <laughs> well. What did you do to make up for it? I had a pint of uh, old Rosie in the SU to say cheers to her. Did you, uh, did you <laughs> No, I can't remember. Did you scream down the phone? Like, as soon as you'd moved out, like, I don't know, like a Charlotte Flair catchphrase, maybe. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, very, felt very guilty afterwards. Yeah, good. 
uh, as Tyson Kidd probably did, um, because they're Rosemary. Professional. It's done this whole thing, and they're, they're there getting ready for everyone to arrive at the chilies or whatever. I want my baby back, baby back. Really? So the story about Tyson Kidd, sorry, just that he just completely ignores and or resents or doesn't care about Natalia's existence. I know <laughs> everything I've learned about Total Divas, yeah. to use an internet cliche, has been against my will. Uh, so this episode where he just forgets her birthday, and the other one where she's like trying to get it on with yeah. her. Yeah. She's trying to sexy outfits. He's like, I'm kidding. Daniel Bryan's on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then in her defense, she went... It's Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro, so... Why can't you get turned on by one of my good matches? And he was just like... <laughs> so how was it? 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also one of those things of the, the staple of, like, uh, <laughs> reality TV where there's nothing to really make a big deal out of because if you did, then they would be like, you can't use that. That's an actual real problem. Yeah. So, you know, like, when they go, like... They've got to film the conversation, and clearly the person, it's just footage of the person listening to the other person talk, but they make it seem like you've asked them a question, and they just go. (laughs) The nod nod shot. A load of bollocks, isn't it? Total total Bellas, man. Imagine that pitch to John Cena. (laughs) 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 So, uh, John, um, John, how'd you fancy being a complete psychopath? Yeah, I can get there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everybody take your fucking shoes off. It's his table for eating dinner on. It's not for eating food on. Figure uh, that one out. Oh, I was have a, just have a fun game of uh, any you know fun bar game. I want to win all of them. <laughs> I want to shove it in your face as well. Brian, it's 5 p.m. Put your suit on. It's time for a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your steak. I'll watch. Steak, probably. I'm just watching. <laughs> we were tied to the cigar room after dinner. And, uh, that's class. Enjoy, uh, enjoy my white wall with a white canvas. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Rose has got all these people together. One of them is, uh, or two of them are Naomi and Jimmy Uso. Uh, and Jimmy Uso's like, oh, wait a second, my shirt matches Rose's dress. So why don't we do a little prompto? And Naomi's just stood right there. And Naomi's like, what is your deal with Rose? I know she's hot, all right? Jimmy should say, oh, it's nice, fine. It's just, just having a bit of fun. And he just goes, mamacita. <laughs> Naomi just looks at him like, we'll have a chat later. It's fine. Uh, and Naomi says, oh, I'm a bit a bit jealous of Rosa, so Rosa puts her head on her boobs. Um, she's rounded up the divas, yes, to uh, to give Natalia a proper celebration. And there's a little bit of an awkward moment. Naomi's there, and in comes Cameron, which, of course... Funkadactyl. Mm-hmm. And this was the moment they'd, in storyline, were going to start feuding. Yeah, give or take. A few weeks. Not mad. Uh Cameron says, oh, my God, it feels so weird being here. I'm so glad I made the decision to go back. I feel like I'm impressed so much. Um, and Cameron she says. Familiar. Hmm? She sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm really hungry. Uh, Cameron got told by. Uh, <laughs> it's like every wrestling pro went to actually. Yeah. I've got to eat. <laughs> Wrestle. <laughs> uh, she's she's going to be battling Naomi. She's been told by management. So she's gone back to NXT to practice. And we see who she's practicing with. And it is. Bailey, Carmella, Becky, Dana Brooke, Alexa Bliss, JoJo, and Charlotte Flair. That's that's that class. Was Triple H being like, I might try women's wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give this a go. Uh, Natalia shows up. Hey, uh, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> and I can't remember. <laughs> Natalia, Natalia, Natalia <laughs> says a sentence that should be nice, but in a way that sounds horrible. Go on. So it's like, wow, Rose has done all this. Lovely gesture from Rosa Mendez. And Natalia says, well, Natalia can't believe she's done this. And she goes, she's meant to say, that's nice of you. But she says, 
that's nice of you. Like, well, what's the ulterior motive? Maybe she just wants to do something nice for your birthday. Why are you being nasty to her? Implies that, like, Rosa Mendes is the worst person alive or something. Yeah. It's a game. Hmm. Um, Naomi's bought her a birthday present. This is the only present we see, so of course. It's time to play the game! Time to play, time the, to play game. the game! Ha 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 ha! What was Naomi's present for Natalia's birthday? Best of Natalia DVD. <laughs> One disc. <laughs> Mini disc. <laughs> Sorry. She has had two good matches, man. Let's, uh, let's be nice. <laughs> Quite a hit rate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what has, uh, has Naomi bought for Natalia's birthday? <laughs> uh, I I want to say the sexist things. Like a bottle of scotch. Ooh. A bottle of scotch. <laughs> no, dear, that's wrong. Uh, ah, there's some Bret Hart sunglasses. No, dear, that's wrong. Big bottle of bubble bath. I just thought, you're not friends or something? Like, yeah. She was like, oh, you know how much I love my bubble bath. Like, in, as in two weeks' time, when we're all giving her thanks for this Lynx gift set. <laughs> yes. Um, I always take a deodorant. Saves me getting one more thing from the shop. Yeah, every other weekday. But I like, I don't know. I I like. There's a Dove seventy two hour one that I quite like at the moment. It's an antiperspirant that doesn't stain your clothes. And you're a sweaty boy as well. Sweaty, sweaty boy. (laughs) Link's Java isn't doing the job. (laughs) Why don't you you put like a base just to get a base for your Dove, (laughs) and then my code is missed. Then fashion the links. Fashion the links as a sort of (laughs) eau de toilette. (laughs) Dove for the day. Links for the night. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy and Jay have been been dragged along to this. Um, Jay's rather happier than Jimmy. Jimmy's obviously in trouble with Naomi. So by the time the cake comes out, Jay's like, "Yeah!" Jimmy's not just on his phone, just like, oh, I'm, in, <laughs> "I'm in trouble anyway." So I'm going to try. Um, and the cake comes out. Poor Cameron. Yeah, they, I, I can get definitely right. So the cake comes out, and, and she thinks everyone's going to go, "Happy Be birthday to." <laughs> And everyone just goes, yay! So she goes, happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is the thing with, with reality TV. Now he cuts the cake and that's it. That's the end of the entire scene. And I thought, oh, great birthday really, is it? Just, But then I suppose Natalia has had worth birthdays. Didn't Rhea Ripley kick her ass in Saudi Arabia in like two Oh, yes. Yeah. It was a birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go. But uh, with this <laughs> gathering of divas, my question is, what's the comment section going to be like? So uh, uh, we go there. Once again, these uh, do not refer to the users myself, Hamlet, Sidgwick, Nicholas. Uh, we are Blake. indeed going to that place. Anyone else? Anyone else at what culture? Anyone else? Um, <laughs> I love the way people sometimes relate to, to things in the comments. Some nice ones to start. It's like you're not. It's what was the what was the phrase? Don't develop parasocial relationships. Yeah, it's not a phrase. It's not an expression. It's <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> a bit of ad- yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of advice. Because Holly's like, <laughs> would you get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Holly's in the comments and just says, Happy birthday, Soz didn't know. Which <laughs> uh, not meant to. Yeah, it's not Natalia's Facebook page. Also, people getting confused that just the date the YouTube video came out is not Natalia's birthday. Not, 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 quick, 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 we're going to get this out. It's that main character thing, isn't it, where like they're watching it today, so it is happening live. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's a stream. Um, Romulan, less kind to Natalia. 
if Natalia isn't the centre of attention, becomes mute, moody, spiteful, and angry. That's just her birthday. Yeah. It should be the centre of attention. Uh, Semra says, whoa, September 28th. That's my mum's birthday, WTF. And on my birthday, the 20th of August this year, someone died. WTF. Two WTFs. Number one. Whoa, you said the same birthday as my mum. Number two, someone died on my birthday. On my birthday last year, no one died. On my birthday next year, no one died. On my birthday this year, someone died. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they just meant in the world or yeah. the party. <laughs> Playing the stats game. Um, once again, not reflecting the views of... Not too many. Three. Uh, one of which I actually need your help with, Sige. Oh, uh, right, okay. Um, Happy to help. Um, don't refer to the use of anyone. Um, at what culture? Michael writes... Well, you, I know it's neither of you, because they start by saying, I'd love to see more of Natalia. Um, <laughs> but they actually write it as... Uh, they actually write it as, oh, I'd love to see more of Natalia and her mum. <laughs> um, Nick. You can find her on documentaries where she talked about heart fart. Yep. <laughs> he that one. He bread, bread will beat up all the bullies. Great day, that one. Uh... Nick, <laughs> Boo, Boo said he was going to do it, but he never turned up. Brett had to beat up all the boys. Uh, Sage, Nick. It's like the sports movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the big hero comes home from his journey and he's won the big championship belt. And, you know, I'll lift him aloft and he knocks him straight out. Thanks. Every single freaking documentary on those weirdos going. <laughs> Nick, those kids. Uh, Nick says, um, mm. not the only cake I want to take a bite out of. What's uh Think <laughs> <laughs> about that, Sidge. I ain't got confused. Well, Wilborn, uh-huh. as you don't know, evidently, um, cake has become popular internet speak for uh, <laughs> buttocks and, oh. ar- and arses and, you know... Take a bite of the cake. I don't think they want to take a knife and fork no. to the cheek. I think it's um, a yeah. They don't want to be cannibals. Uh. Well, second cake in a video. No, there's second only cake. one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, code for analingus. Okay, that might actually. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> trying to work out. Honestly, that might be right to the final comment then. Right. Callum's lefted, um, because... Honestly! <laughs> <laughs> the rated R superstar. The R superstar. <laughs> Adam Cakeland. <laughs> um, Callum doesn't specify... The food, brackets cake. <laughs> the, the brood. Um, Callum doesn't specify um, the diva he's talking about here, but I, I thought it'd be worth mentioning his comment now. I understand the obsession with okay. AS. Yeah. Um, once again, it doesn't reflect views of anyone. Um, 
Because I can't rise. <laughs> Imagine if she blasted a fart in you. <laughs> <coughs> Two part of this. Imagine if she blasted a fart in your face. You like that, you like that, so. You do things right. <laughs> you do things right, you should just do the whole thing again. Imagine if she blasted a fart in your face. You do things right, you should be smelling <laughs> You do things right, you should be smelling ass on your lips for days. Blake, happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday, Blake. <laughs> happy birthday. And there we have oh, it. Follow me at MC. It's the raw review. It's what you get. Let us know your thoughts on uh, X at what culture WWE or in the comments. <laughs> follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at uh, Michael Hamflet. Oh, Michael Sidrick at I'm such a wicked. Follow me. Adam Wilbur. Follow our brilliant producer. Hi, it's Adam Nicholas. <laughs> Subscribe to What Culture Dressing, wherever you get your podcasts from. What Culture Dressing podcast on YouTube. Spin the raw review. Thanks to Blake for the five star review. My thanks to Hamlet, Cedric, and Nicholas. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Very, uh, happy holidays. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.